your favorite uh, maybe all-time frog and a man uh, that led the uh, frogs to promised land all those years ago. Stephen, I've noticed some, uh, some of the reaction is not kind on Twitter today as the Bears have gone, the Chicago Bears have gone from a lot of excitement. Could they possibly get Russell Wilson in free agency to the possibility of landing Andy Dalton in free agency? Stephen, these things don't, I don't think it's anything against Andy. It's just, uh, it's just, it's not quite as exciting as, uh, as, as thinking about Russell Wilson. And, uh, it, it seems like the indignity of quarterbacking in Chicago. I mean, it's really hard. It goes all the way back. Jim McMahon obviously was a quarterback, but that team was known in 85 for its defense. The Chicago Bears simply have not had much luck with quarterbacks over the years. Rex Grossman helped lead them to a Super Bowl, if you can believe it, back in 2006. But, uh, Stephen, uh, your man, Andy Dalton, rumored to be in talks with the Chicago Bears Good for Andy. If he can get some money out of this deal, I don't think the fan base is showing that much excitement, Stephen. I don't imagine so either. Yeah, as you said, the uh, the difference between chasing after Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson and Andy Dalton is very different, and I can't imagine Bears fans would be fired up to see a quarterback competition between Nick Foles and, uh, and Andy Dalton, too. Two veteran backup quarterbacks, even though Nick Foles did win that Super Bowl in Philly, uh, but it didn't really work out for Chicago last year with, with him and Mitchell Trubisky. All right, and then, Stephen, the, uh, the the news happening in the Cowboys division, the NFC East, with Fitzmagic himself, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick heading to Washington, and that will set up a possible training camp. I mean, he would go in as a starter. Stephen, has there been any year in the past, like, 10 seasons, 10 to 15 seasons, where Fitzpatrick didn't begin the year as someone's starter? Now, he never, he never ends as their starter. He certainly, uh, the Dolphins, you can recall there, and then, of course, Tua took over. He's a man who'll step back in late in the season, put up huge numbers. He doesn't really always finish seasons as a starter, but uh, he is going to probably start next season with the Redskins. And, Stephen, I, I would have to say this one has been met across the, uh, across the NFL with people. Boy, a, a massive applause. I mean, I love the – I love Alex uh, – you know, I love that story last year, and and uh, with with the quarterback coming back after that horrible injury, and I thought that was a great story. But Fitzpatrick is someone who uh, Fitzmagic, as most people know him, uh, everybody loves to have him. And uh, Stephen, I would say right now, as you look at the Eagles and their situation with Hurts, Cowboys obviously get Dak back. Um, but as you look across the uh, the NFC East, and you kind of think about it, and uh, Daniel Jones with the Giants, I, I would say you have to go Dak. I think some people would say Fitz, too, da- and maybe even put Hurts and then put the Giants with with Daniel Jones in, uh, in fourth place. Stephen, how would you handicap it, and do you sense some excitement in that NFC East over the signing of, uh, of, of of Ryan Fitzpatrick, the former Ivy League star. 
it, it did feel like a lot of people were saying, yeah, this was a great move. And, and I get it to a point. I mean, the, the uh, Washington football team towards the end of the year did feel like a team, Matt, that was a quarterback away, like from being a legit contender and not just a, a group that could win a bad division. Um, but you're right. I mean, Dak now is far and away the guy in the NFC East, and Fitzpatrick is um, someone that can put up big numbers for you. He's bounced around the league. He's a veteran. But I would, I would probably go Dak and then uh, Fitzpatrick. And I think I'd put Hurts over Daniel Jones right now, even though Dan- the Giants had kind of a nice, strong close of the season as well. Um, I think it's a, a nice move for Washington, but it doesn't really move the needle a lot for me. Like I feel like he makes them better, but he doesn't get them to a point where they're the favorites, even in the NFC East. Now maybe they go draft a QB, like and Ryan Fitzpatrick has been the situation uh, in the past where he's just sort of a placeholder until the rookie can take over. All right, Stephen, we'll get into this Patriots uh, news as they continue just to bowl everyone over as uh, uh, Bill Belichick is just going to buy his way back in. I love his approach at free agency, just coming out with a big swing at this thing. I did not think this was going to be one of the more exciting free agencies we've seen, but it's always funny, Stephen, does this, does this feel like more than any other? This is a time, this is the kind of NFL free agency when as an NFL fan, you need to be plugged in. You need to, you need to kind of know who some of these players are. You know, they, there are players that uh, teams will either keep or, or leave. I saw San Diego getting involved. San Diego's bringing in centers. Ryan Lindsley comes in there. They bring a guard in. I mean, pe- teams are spending real money. This isn't one of those things where it's just like, oh, man, it's, it's uh, the COVID. We can't spend any money. Teams are getting out there and taking some swings. I am fascinated, but Stephen, this this Andy Dalton headline made me laugh a little bit. This was from about 14 hours ago, so this was late last night. This was from a Bears writer. The next quarterback domino could, to fall could be Andy Dalton, and one league source said he believes the Red Rifle could be headed to the Bears. <laughs> I Red Rifle, this. baby! <laughs> I just like the way these things are phrased. Um, Stephen, this is another one. This is the one that got my attention. Uh, from from a few hours ago, New England strikes again. Of course, this was Schefter. the The Patriots are signing former Chargers tight end Hunter Henry. Is that a former Arkansas Razorback? I feel like he was. Yes, he uh, was to a three year night thirty seven point five million dollar deal, including a twenty five million dollar guaranteed. Free agency's top two tight ends, Henry and Janu Smith. Wind up in New England. I, 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 this is a, this is a, uh, a team, Stephen, that I think it, it's sort of like it's in its DNA. You know, all those years ago, when they had, it wasn't that long ago, uh, when they had the Gronk, and then they had, sadly, the man who, uh, well, he became a murderer, and, um, uh, we, we shall not say his name uh, above a whisper. But, I mean, they did at one point have a great tight end combination. And they're going for it again. Hunter, Daniel Jeremiah, a friend of our show from the NFL Network, says Hunter Henry will be uh, the inline tight end, and the Pats can move Jonu Smith around. They fit well together. Both guys are capable of doing the opposite at a competent level, too. 
two very quarterback-friendly targets. I mean, Stephen, is that really what we're all after in life? Just sort of co- just competency at tight end. Is that? <laughs> I mean, that's really all we're 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 you know we're asking for our different teams. Um, listen to this. This was 15 hours ago. Tons of free agents remain available. Stephen, I'm going to say some of these names. Now, some of these guys got snapped up. All right, Fitzpatrick, Hunter Henry. Okay, they, those guys have been snapped up. Here's some of the other names. Trent Williams, Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Carson, although I saw his name a minute ago, Curtis Samuel, wide receiver, Will Fuller at wide receiver, Jadavian Clowney at defensive end, Carlos Dunlap at defensive end, the cornerback Shaq Griffin, although, Stephen, I just saw that Shaq kill Griffin deal just got done. Um, I, I just saw that a little bit ago. That a Shaquille, uh, a Shaq Griffin deal just got done for about three years, forty-five million dollars. That one just went across my uh, and I and I admit, Stephen, I'm out here on the West Coast. I mean, I, I got the I got the surf and turf out here, but I am watching all this stuff. But uh, still, some free agents out there, Stephen. Any any of these free agents uh, doing anything for you? Any any excitement? As you look at some of these guys, and I did see one, Stephen. I thought about you. Uh, a former frog was signed to a deal. I want to say that was a five million dollar deal that I saw. I believe that was Jason Verrett, mm-hmm. uh, who had been out there with the Chargers. He was. He's with the Niners now. He was with the Chargers okay. for a while, and he's, right. he's with the All Niners right. on a one year deal. Uh, and Shaquille Griffin signed. He's going to play with Urban Meyer. He signed with the Jaguars. For uh, three years, forty-four and a half million dollars, so pretty big time contract for him. But yeah, that's a great list. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster is one of the more intriguing names to me. Um, he had not a bad season, but some people were going after him because he was making all these videos on TikTok and he wasn't really producing. Uh, but he's a good wide receiver, and you know, does Pittsburgh bring him back? I figured he'd be a guy that would franchise tag. They chose not to do that. So where does he end up next? Let me ask you this quickly about the Patriots, though. They're making all these moves, and, and I get it. Bill Belichick's being aggressive. He's trying to surround you know some talent there on that offense for Cam Newton. But do you feel like this is the year that maybe they get aggressive and trade up and go after a quarterback in the draft? Because I know Cam's there, and they're bringing him back. But it feels like they're getting ready to make a, a big-time move. And I, as much as I love Cam, I just don't know if he's the guy that can – get them where they want to be you know obviously long term anymore yeah i he's not and and this fascinates me because you know the position you have to have and you know who else is there and it, and and they just don't have what they need in place i mean to your point Stephen, that Aguilar thing um i mean it's just shy and i know he he rebuilt his market uh when he went to the raiders on that uh one year deal and had a really nice season um and and it was just i mean it was like a crazy amount he got on a roll for touchdowns but uh but i mean it's just, it is just remarkable to see when a player that was so much maligned like the eagles when they're just like cannot wait to get rid of a player and then like in one season on a show it uh you know on a show it contract they put it back together. I'm with you, Stephen. I mean, maybe they will try to put something together. All right, big show planned for you today. 
Uh, we've got, uh, golly, we've got Maceo Teague, star Baylor shooting guard, and then we have Kevin Curtis, the new Baylor cornerbacks coach for you. It is all coming up next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly sunny with areas of fog today. It's going to be a mild day with a high of 82 degrees. Quiet this evening, but showers and thunderstorms on the way overnight tonight. Low temperatures fall to 59 and a few showers possible early tomorrow. Otherwise, clearing skies in 76. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. The Baylor Club, located inside McLean Stadium, offers ample room to spread out for any event, including business meetings and social gatherings. Host your next function with confidence and let their certified event planner handle all of your requests. With access to a dozen or more spaces throughout McLean Stadium, they can accommodate groups of most sizes in a safe, comfortable, and socially distant setting. Contact the Baylor Club and Rebecca today at 254-710-8076 to inquire about all available options. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Ram Truck Month is back at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Everyone knows Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas Truck Authority, and the deals don't get any better than during Ram Truck Month. During this event, qualified buyers get 0% for 84-month financing on any new Ram 1500 Crew Cab or All-Star. And if you need a heavy-duty Ram to get the job done, we've got that too. This is a limited-time event, so hurry into Cameron Autoplex. There's a reason why people say it's always friendlier and cheaper in Cameron. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Brett Automotive. Defending the national title they won two years ago, the fifth-ranked Lady Bears were selected number two seed in the Riverwalk region and will face the SWAC champion Jackson State in the opening round of the NCAA tournament at 3 p.m. Sunday at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. UMHB women's basketball team controlled the game early and then held on late to stun the number two team in the country and win its second consecutive American Southwest Conference Championship as the crew topped East Texas Baptist 75-72 in the title game. UMHB was the number four seed from the West Division, and the loss ends ETBU season at 25-1. and The Rangers start the home stretch of spring training tonight at the Giants. After a day off yesterday, they will play every day for the next two weeks, leading into opening day at Kansas City. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley, Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas, joined now by one of the top shooting guards in the country, Maceo Teague, who has arrived in Indy. Maceo, did it? Um, uh, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Did it? Uh, did it seem like it would? Does it seem real yet, or will it not seem real until you, till you get into a gym and start practicing and all that? Uh, it seems real. I mean, uh, we had the we had a police escort from the airport over to uh, to the hotel and stuff. Like, it's, they gave us a whole bunch of bags, March Madness, like goodie bags, I guess. And um, yeah, like I mean, it's just been a surreal feeling so far. Well, what is the? Uh, uh, it, this is unlike any other, and the great thing is uh, we're going to have this thing, and uh, it's a strange time. Um, there's not a lot of getting out of the uh, room. What has it been like so far? How much are you guys allowed to kind of congregate and be together? And and how much of the day is spent in your in your uh, hotel room? Uh, I'm not really sure how much we're allowed to get together, but uh, I've been in the room pretty much the whole time. Uh, we got a quarantine right now, and um, I mean it's been cool. But uh, looking forward to getting out of the room. Uh, we're here pretty soon, <laughs> probably at by 9 p.m. I guess. Oh, good. Okay. Well, you remember, Maceo, the NBA bubble, there were guys that uh, uh, even the media, I think, had to sometimes quarantine for, I don't know, an eight- to nine-day period, so hopefully it w- it won't be that severe. Um, Maceo, you have been on a tear as of late. You've had a great season, but, I mean, scoring-wise, it, it seems like you just realized, hey, the team – uh, maybe needs me to take an even larger role of scoring. Um, what do you attribute that to, Maceo, in, in terms of, like, you seem like you got your legs back pretty quickly after that long pause. What did you do to kind of keep your shot going and and to kind of keep your feet under you during that uh, long time off? Uh, you know, I just got a lot of mental reps um, with uh, in a room with my shot, with my legs. Like, I'm, I'm in, like, really good shape as it is, so, like, I don't know. It really took me like one day to of working out, and I was really felt like I was fine. Uh, like after being on the floor, so uh, I, and the legs thing that wasn't really a problem. Talking to Maceo Teague, uh, Baylor shooting guard, up for the Naismith uh, shooting guard, best shooting guard in the the country award. Um, Maceo, now that it's finally here, uh, and this is this is a huge reason of why you came back and decided to put pro uh, basketball off and everything. What, what um, are you feeling, you know, 
you're and let's talk about you first of all. Your that that unbelievable thirty-five point game performance. The scoring's been up. Is just is that just one of those things where you're just uh, when you're a shooter like that and you get in one of those zones? Have you sensed lately, Maceo, that your team needed a little more scoring from you? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I just feel like uh, I've been aggressive uh, taking the shots that I've been getting and uh, they've been going through the net. Yeah, and I'm sure once you get on a roll like that, the the net gets uh, gets even bigger. You know, I, I, I've i always uh, – it's you're the rare player um, in that you have uh, a mid-range game and you can – you know, obviously you're, you're lethal from, from distance and all. Maceo, was that something that even goes back to – grade school or junior high for you developing that uh, mid-range game because you know it's it's always interesting to watch you 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 are able to take shots and I think it I think it helps it's you're a hard guy to defend because you just sort of find different shooting angles and everything what where does that um, where does that come from just shooting a million shots in the gym where does that where do you come up with all that uh, I watch a lot of basketball. I see people do stuff, and I just like uh, maybe I should try this out in my game, uh, or maybe I should try it out in a, in a workout and stuff. And then uh, I see what works, and um, if it works, then I try to do it in a remember to do it in a five on five setting, and uh, that's usually how it goes. And some of the stuff like I'll just see somebody do, and um, like I'll just end up doing it, and uh, it just feels really comfortable to me. So um, I mean that's really where it came from. I used to work on pull ups when I was in high school a lot, shooting a mid range jumper. Yeah, and um, it it is uh, remarkable how sort of in any situation the floater game and then your, you know, that corner game you like to get to. Growing up where you did in Cincinnati, do you remember or or are you too young to remember like when Huggins was having some of those runs with the Cincinnati team? I guess you were probably, my gosh, you would have been. I don't even know if you were born um, when Cincinnati went to that Final Four. But what what college teams did you grow up uh, loving and and watching? And, and when you were watching March Madness as a kid, uh, when I was watching March Madness, I used to watch Louisville. And um, yeah, that was uh, yeah, I used to watch Louisville a lot, uh, the Louisville Cardinals. And um, yeah, I, I mean, growing up, that was probably my favorite team. But I mean, I used to like uh, Rick Pitino. I liked uh, Peyton Siva. They had a kid named Shane Bohannon that went there. He played in the local Cincinnati in uh, Aiken. And um, he, he played at a local high school, uh, Aiken High School, and I was in Cincinnati. So I, I really liked the Louisville Cardinals. Yeah, and Louisville had that, uh, I can't remember his name right now, you know, the player who uh, got hurt in that game that everybody remembers. That was an incredible team that Patino had with uh, – You'll probably remember the name. You know, they had the guy with a beard that could shoot the three like crazy. That uh, Louisville team from from a few years ago. Did you always? Uh, I know Patino is one of those guys that uh, has quite a reputation, both good and bad. Did you love Patino growing up and his whole style and approach? Yeah, I did. Um, but I mean, you never know what's behind the scenes is like. But on TV, I liked it though. <laughs> Talking to uh, Macy O.T. grew up in Cincinnati. Went to a UNC Asheville. Now going to play in the NCAA tournament with uh, Baylor. And by the way, Iona, the where Patino, you can't keep uh, you can't keep him out of the tournament. He's found a way back, and uh, he'll be in that tournament. Um, Maceo, have you had a chance at all to uh, 
to take a peek at uh, Hartford? Have you at least Googled them and to, to, to kind of see what they're about? Or have you been able to watch a little film to get any feel for, for what they may bring? Yeah, I watched the game. Um, and uh, I feel like I got a pretty solid feel. But, I mean, uh, we got a lot of – it's more than just one game. Uh, we still got the coaches to the film. They're going to break down. Uh, our GAs probably will send us a couple clips. And uh, just to help us get a better feel for who they are. And the coaches will send us like their stats for the year, stats in the last five, and things like that. So, um, yeah, well, I think we'll be pretty prepared coming this Friday. Friday at 2.30, and uh, just found out today, Maceo, the game, first time March Madness, a female will be the on the play-by-play. That'll be kind of cool on uh, True TV. Give us a sense, Maceo, um, now that you guys have been back, obviously um, – you you know we wanted to go deeper in the Big 12 tournament, but it's been an a, amazing run. Um, where do you feel the team is? I mean, I I, I guess listening to to uh, Scott, the most room to kind of keep trying to sharpen is on that defensive end. Where do you feel like? Um, do you feel close to where you guys were before the pause? Where are you in all that? Um. Uh, I feel like uh, we're close to where we were. Uh, I feel like we're getting pretty much locked in. And um, I, I feel like we'll be even better than what we were uh, coming out the pause or before the pause. All right. The uh, the, the hunger and everything, getting ready to go and, and all of that. Um, as a uh, hoops junkie like you are, had you ever gone back and, I mean, you're going to be, you know, you are going to play in uh, Lucas Oil uh, Stadium, but there's some there's some very uh, uh, famous gyms around the Indianapolis area. Did Now, did you ever, Maceo, as a kid, did you watch uh, the movie Hoosiers with Gene Hackman? Um, is that, uh, have you have you seen it before? Yeah, I've been to the gym before. Okay, was that uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse? Uh, the, the actual gym oh, is like super small. Like I, I don't oh, think it's Hinkle Fieldhouse. Like the gym is really small. But um, Hinkle oh, Fieldhouse who, who plays there. I think Butler the, plays at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Yeah, okay. you're, I'm thinking about like where they filmed like the state title game. I think that was at Hinkle. But you're talking about you went to one of those really uh, old gyms, like where Hickory may have even played. And, and the real team is Milan, uh, M I L A N high school so you you went to one of those gyms mm-hmm. what, yes, what do you remember uh, about it uh, i just remember it was really small like the court was probably it, it wasn't big at all uh wouldn't really be hard to run up and down that floor uh it didn't seem like it was a lot of space on the floor either so that, that's really what i remember about that have you um and talking to maceo teague who's getting ready to play at the ncaa tournament I, I guess this is what you dreamed of and, and thought about it, everything. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just – you think about the Luther Vandross song, you know, the ball is tipped at all the – you know, one moment and all that kind of stuff. Is it just um, – um, I guess you're just going to kind of let it soak in and everything. What, once you are able to clear quarantine, um, I, you kind of know where you'll be uh, practicing this week. Are you going to get to practice some, Maceo, like in the in Lucas to get a feel? Shooters love to be able to get used to that backdrop, and and that's at a that's an enormous place to play. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure when uh, when we'll be able to get in a, get in the gym and uh, shoot. 
So, uh, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to uh, getting some shots up here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll just be looking forward to getting out of that room at some point and everything, and I'm sure you guys will get together and, and, and go through things and everything. Well, listen, I uh, uh, it's a very exciting time, and um, uh, best of luck to you as you get ready for this thing and what could be a, uh, a, a deep run um, I mean, this is, uh, this will be, uh, three weeks. Did you, did you pack enough for, uh, to hang in there for, uh, for about a month or three weeks? Uh, I think I did. Hopefully I did because if not, uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'd just be out. <laughs> out of clothes somewhere. <laughs> How many uniforms did y'all bring? Do you know? How many different uniforms? I think four. Okay. And what is your favorite, by the way? Uh, probably the dark gray. Okay, the dark gray. All right, all mm-hmm. right. Well, listen. Um, appreciate it, and uh, uh, have have a lot of fun. And and uh, thanks for doing this. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate you having me. You bet. There he goes, Maceo Teague, one of the leading shooting guards in the country, getting ready to play in the NCAA tournament Friday, two thirty versus uh, Hartford. The Bears get going against number 16 seed, all coming your way. All right, next week talk uh, uh, a little uh, uh, with the uh, SMU, uh, former SMU defensive backs coach, cornerbacks coach, now the cornerbacks coach at uh, Baylor, Kevin Curtis. That is next. Coach Kim Mulkey and the Baylor Lady Bears in the NCAA Tournament on 92.9 FM. The second seed Lady Bears open play in the NCAA Tournament Sunday against Jackson State. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Sunday on 92.9 FM. Follow the Lady Bears on the road to the Final Four with Bruce Geetson and Maggie Davis-Stanette on 92.9 FM. Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco, and online at automaticchefcanteen.com. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. If you're in need of professional car repair, how about you take your vehicle to a place that is locally owned and operated for 20 plus years, a place with a drive-up canopy, meaning you don't have to park your car when you need service, a AAA shop, a Blue Seal ASC certified shop, not to mention the cleanest shop in town, and winner of the best auto repair award since 2002, a place where customer satisfaction is the number one priority, Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco, open Monday through Friday, 730 to 530, Freddie Kish Complete Car Care Center, like they say, where your troubles are our business. 
For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsandtemple.com for their menu. Walking into a gym can be very intimidating and uncomfortable. Mobile Muscle can help. The importance of your health is something you can't put a price on. It's a new year, which means God is giving you the opportunity to start fresh. Life is busy and times are different. With my workout program, I customize a plan that will work specifically for you and come to you. No gym membership wasted, no workout equipment needed, no excuses. I'm Matt Cunningham, and I'm Mobile Muscle. Give me a call or text today, and let's kickstart this year off the right way. 254-716-5174. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Jesse Brett Automotive. Defending the national title they won two years ago, the fifth-ranked Lady Bears were selected number two seed in the Riverwalk region and will face the SWAC champion Jackson State in the opening round of the NCAA tournament at 3 p.m. Sunday at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. UMHB women's basketball team controlled the game early and then held on late to stun the number two team in the country and win its second consecutive American Southwest Conference Championship as the crew topped East Texas Baptist 75-72 in the title game. UMHB was the number four seed from the West Division and the loss ends ETBU season at 25-1. and The Rangers start the home stretch of spring training tonight at the Giants. After a day off yesterday, they will play every day for the next two weeks leading into opening day at Kansas City. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. All right, it is uh, Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas, and the newest member of the Baylor coaching staff. Uh, we talked to the offensive uh, members, the uh, new O-line coach, Coach Mateos, and then Coach Grimes, uh, both coming from BYU. And now uh, Kevin Curtis arrives from just a little north of Waco, where he's been at SMU. Kevin Curtis joining the staff as the Baylor's new quarterbacks coach and replacing Brian Stewart. Kevin, welcome to Waco. I hope you've, uh, you're getting settled in and uh, appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I am getting settled in. It's been uh, a smooth transition, so I'm excited. Well, it's uh, it's exciting to have you, and um, I, I tell you, this is a uh, it's 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 really uh, an interesting team you have coming back. You've seen some of these Baylor players that maybe had a chance to to go pro have elected to come back, and so uh, I would say, uh, Kevin. I mean, from afar. You probably knew what was going on with with Coach Rule and and uh, saw that eleven win season, and then last year the COVID uh, hit and it just impacted everybody. Um, is it is it kind of cool to be back in the Big Twelve? For people that don't know, Kevin, you played uh, at Texas Tech and then went on to play in the NFL, but uh, you've had stints coaching at Tech all the way back to. Uh, I think crossing paths back in the day with Dave Aranda. So it, it is amazing, Kevin, in the in the coaching fraternity, how things go kind of full circle. What do you remember about Dave Aranda from the first time you guys crossed paths? 
when uh, I was a player, uh, he was a GA. He came in when Mike Leach uh, came in. He was with Greg McMackin. And uh, he was always a smart guy. Uh, you could always tell that. And he was always uh, he was a thinker. And so um, uh, he was great to be around. And actually, when uh, Cliff Kingsbury got the job back at Texas Tech and we all went back, we were trying to convince uh, Coach Aranda to leave Utah State at the time. To come to come to be the defensive coordinator, and then uh, he got the opportunity to go to Wisconsin, so uh, uh, he, he went there. But um, we, we were trying to get him then, and so we always knew um, he was a great defensive mind and uh, a great football mind, and, and then a great person on top of that. Well, and and that had to be quite an experience. You've you've been you've played under interesting coaches. You've uh, You've coached under uh, different uh, different personalities, but uh, going all the way back, uh, Kevin, what was that? What was that like when when Mike Leach, uh, when that you know when he took over? I I, uh, I I I can't remember if you were still there. There's a famous speech he made, and I'm I'm I think it was after actually beating Baylor years ago. But I would say, Kevin, that. Um, over all the years, you'll probably never encounter uh, a character quite like Mike Leach. Yeah, he he, he was definitely a different guy. He would definitely uh, say whatever came to his mind. Uh, <laughs> good guy, um, but you know he was just he was a thinker, and so but you never know where his thoughts were going. And sometimes your thoughts and his thoughts are were on two different books. But uh, uh, he's done an amazing job on the uh, football field, and. Um, you can see by his tree, uh, he's definitely made an impact in college football. Now, did he ever get you interested in pirates or any of these things that he would uh, be reading up on, or did you did you have? Uh, I I would assume you had other interests. I had other interests, uh, so I, uh, the pirates <laughs> thing that was just for him. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, he that. Uh, all his stops it's been interesting and boy the uh uh that, that that those that was a really interesting staff aranda was there at some point around that time of course uh art bryles was getting uh his his college coaching feet wet there at texas tech so i, I you've just been you know you've been exposed and been around some really uh, uh innovative coaches over the years now kevin i some of those tech defenses, as you became a coach, I'm just talking about a few years ago. I mean, um, the takeaways that you've had, not only at Tech, but at SMU. I, I'm just curious, kind of your philosophy uh, that would suggest for as many uh, pass breakups and as, as takeaways as you've gotten over the years from your guys, your both uh, safeties and and cornerbacks that that is just a huge point of emphasis for you how much how much do you talk about that when you get these guys in spring practice how huge of an emphasis will that be uh daily that that is a daily emphasis um we do a little warm-up where they're learning to play the ball in different ways and it's huge for me so that's something that we do every day it's an everyday drill and then something, some form of, of, of a takeaway will be done every day. And so those are things that, like, after the end of every one of my meetings, I'm going to show a couple of um, NFL clips of, uh, them, of, a, of a DB playing the ball. And then also somebody attacking the ball, getting the ball out, whether they're punching the ball out, whether they're stripping, ripping. Um, so those are very 
uh, important to me. And so uh, those change the, the complexion of the game. As a DB, you're always going to be in position. A lot of times you're in position to make a play. It's just going to be on, did you make the play? And so we can't just be there and not make the play. And so I, I put it on myself that I want to make sure I teach them that every position they could possibly be in is something that we've worked on and stressed. Um, so when it happens in the game, they can relax and just make the play. And then with the turnovers, that you just have to emphasize it. And every time, you can't miss the opportunity to try to punch at the ball or rip at the ball in practice. Yeah, and it's interesting talking to Kevin Curtis, Baylor's new cornerbacks coach. Kevin, when you when you were playing in the NFL, you were drafted by the uh, the Forty Niners. Um, when I think back on that era. Uh, I think back to Peanut Tillman, known for punching the ball out for Chicago all those years. Who who are some of the guys, Kevin, when you're doing cut-ups and you want to show your players guys that are really good at it? Is there Are there a couple of guys that have stood out to you over the years? Um, you know, what I do is PFF uh, is, is great to have. And so you can make a cut-up and you can get every contested ball or every forced fumble in the NFL. And so I go through that whole cut up and I get out clips that pertain to us and so they get a chance to watch everybody and there are some guys that really take pride of like all right the ball is caught and they're going to punch the ball out and so now it's incomplete and so showing those guys over and over and over again and then repping it and then just um you have to praise the behavior that you want and so you make a big deal about that when they're when they're doing what you ask them to do uh, you want to catch those guys doing it right. Instead of cr- trying to correct everything, you want to catch them doing it right and make it where they feel so good about doing things the way uh, you want it and that they, they continue to do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Kevin Curtis, the uh, new cornerbacks coach for uh, Baylor. You know, you had uh, a player that transferred in, I believe it was from UCLA at SMU, named Brandon Stevens. Kevin, and for people that don't know, Brandon is, is a guy that's going to play in the NFL and, uh, and and really had some success for you at SMU, broke up a lot of passes, made some interceptions. But he transferred in. He had been a running back uh, in college. What, what what did you see, Kevin, What did, as a coaching staff and, and as, a, as a position coach, what did you see in Brandon? And was there something in his past that, that thought – that you kind of had that vision for him as a player and, and what allowed him to have so much success? Well, this is the thing is for, for, as a coach, I'm, I'm very open-minded. Um, back when I played, I was a high school quarterback and um, Spike Dykes at the time would uh, take the better athletes on the team and move them over on defense. And so um, that's when you had the Marcus Combs, you had those type of guys that uh, were, great athletes and they played on the offensive side of the ball, um, but they got moved over to defense, something similar to what Gary Patterson used to do back in the day. Um, so you're looking for really, really great athletes. And so Brandon was, was a guy that is 220, 225, um, fluid hips. But as a running back, those guys normally keep their feet underneath him when they change direction. So, um, and DB is a bunch of change directions. So he was really good at being able to keep his feet underneath and push off and, and change direction. Um, and he was a guy that could run. He ran track in high school. And so when I got him, uh, he came probably two days into camp. Uh, he hadn't played DB. 
Um, and he did a phenomenal job of learning how to play DB, but then also learning the scheme at the same time. Um, when you're taking a guy that may not play that position, he can be raw in the position and maybe not have played it, but he has to be a smart guy that he's able to pick up information. And so we don't have to start from day one every single day. That things that we talked about the day before we worked on, he's picked up and he's going to work on it extra on his own. And um, um, the next day we can take the next step. And so that's what you're looking for with those guys, guys that have the physical ability because we all want length. You know, it's great. And so where do you find those guys? So sometimes they're on the offensive side of the ball. They could be quarterbacks. They could be wide receivers. They could be running backs. Um, they could possibly even be safeties because in high school, for me, I would say the best defensive guy, you know, in the secondary, I would probably try to put him in safety because he could be involved in a lot of action. So you just have to be open to just try to look for movements um, and um, and see if those guys are willing learners and guys that are, are coachable, they can listen and do. And so Brandon, uh, you know, I gave him information, but Brandon worked at it. And he uh, is a smart guy, and, and, and he should have a really good NFL career. Uh, he has a chance to be really, really good. His best football is in front of him. Well, anytime you bring up Marcus Coleman, you get my attention. Not only a Red Raider, but I'm a Lake Highlands guy, so uh, uh, a a great Wildcat from the past, and then went on to play for Bill Parcells. So that is a uh, that that's a royalty around uh, around the state of Texas. Uh, talking to Kevin Curtis, the uh, new cornerbacks coach uh, for uh, uh, for the Baylor Bears. Go ahead, Stephen. Coach, kind of staying on that topic of athleticism, you have a, a guy in the secondary in Kalen Barnes who has world-class speed. And I know some other guys that are also really fast. How much of an advantage is that when you have players um, that, that have that kind of speed and, and how can that help in playing the, the corner position? Oh, it's big time. Um, you have makeup speed. And so, uh, and then with, with Kalen, like he has, um, he has length, he has long arms. And so he, all those things help. And so for him, just like everybody else, what we're trying to do is just continue to perfect your craft. And so um, um, anybody, whether you're a pro, Tom Brady is always trying to perfect his craft. And so you have to understand that no matter where you are in this phase of the game, you're always trying to get better. And so you have natural ability, and those guys have natural ability, and you're just trying to perfect your craft. So, yes, speed is is crucial. Um, you're in a lot of one-on-one opportunities, and the, and the receivers are getting faster, and so – you having the ability to run with them uh, and catch up is always uh, a plus. You know, uh, Kevin, I, I, uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun to see you. And next time we have you on, I want, I didn't warn you this time, but uh, I want your best because you're one of those rare guys that uh, you, you were around Spike Dykes, the dad, and then you coached under Sonny Dykes. So you've got to have some really good stories over the years. And um, I would say, Kevin, next time you're out recruiting, um, just think of Spike and had that story he used to tell about, uh, you know, he'd be about 15 miles outside of town without a, without any gas, and he would have to kind of coast into town. And as long as he could just j- – that's how I learned it. If I was ever out of gas, you just wiggle your steering wheel a lot and that could maybe get the remnants of the gas. So for some reason, that's always <laughs> stuck in my mind. <laughs> that was great. I've never heard that one. But uh, uh, Coach Dykes, uh, he, he was a great man and, uh, you know, definitely gave me an opportunity. And 
there, there's little things that you can see uh, with him and uh, Sonny. You know, uh, uh, it was one day I remember when we played, and Coach Dykes never got a plate. Coach Spike Dykes never got a plate, and so he'll go through the um, the, the lunch line and he'll just kind of pick off people's plates. And uh, one day we were at a recruiting <laughs> event, and I saw Sonny do the same thing. Go, just didn't take a plate, just kind of picked up a little bit, picked up a little bit. I was like, "That's his dad right there." So it's uh, <laughs> funny when you see those things. Now, by the way, are you gonna are you gonna focus on? Um, obviously, you got West Texas ties. You got ties all over the place. You you spent some time in Oklahoma, but that time. Um, uh, y'all did a great job at SMU really making it all about Dallas and, and reaffirming those ties that, for whatever reason, they had kind of been lost over the years. Are you going to focus on Dallas or have, have – uh, where, where is your recruiting focus going to be? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in Dallas. And I, I just think that anything, any advantage that you have is uh... – um, obviously, Baylor's a great university with academics, and then uh, the the faith part that that you can feel people's faith here, and that that's huge recruiting. But I think all always um, you want to if you can take advantage of local recruiting in the sense of it could be an hour away, it could be an hour and a half away, two hours away, because um, that allows families to get a chance to come to games and, and experience uh, the college experience with with their. Uh, sons, and so um, if you can put a circle around that and make that, you know, a we keep we keep the guys here. Um, I think you always have an advantage, and I think that's what everybody's trying to do is trying to keep guys that they have uh, geographical advantage with, um, keep them keep them close, and that's Dallas. But that's also Austin. We're not that far from Austin. We're not that far from Houston, and so uh, I think all those areas you have um, um, a distance where Baylor's located has a great location and that, that only can help in recruiting well i like your style and uh you know that's how grant taff used to do it he would tell the moms uh that their sons were going to be in sunday school every every uh sunday and i don't know if the methodists do that at smu but the baptists still love to do that uh uh kevin so uh great having you on and uh, all the success to you and can't wait to get to know you in person Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. New Baylor cornerbacks coach Kevin Curtis. New, sort of new. I mean, he's been there for about a month now, but good to catch up with him and chat with him on the Matt Mosley Show. We'll be back tomorrow. Coming up next, though, John Morris from 2 to 3 as we inch closer to the NCAA tournament starting for the men on Friday and the women on Saturday. JMO coming up next. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.